0: I went to a marvelous party. Max, most people don't even know the facts. The don't have enough depth to last entire his season. <laughs> Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
1: Fine, you first, Eric. <laughs>
0: Tonight's live cast is streaming to you through the DinnerParty with your hosts, New York Times best-selling novelists Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn.
1: Good evening. I'm Christopher Rice. And
0: I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to the May 26th. May twenty-sixth, twenty thirteen. <laughs> There's lots of extra consonants in here. May 26th, 2013, live cast of the dinner party show.
1: And tonight we will not be talking about anything troubled pseudo-celebrity Amanda Bynes did or didn't throw out of a window in New York City this <sighs> Jesus, weekend. That except girl. to say that in the parlance of celebrity journalism, the word troubled is now code for total fucking nut job. Right. We will also not be talking about how wonderful it is that the
0: dishonorable scouting organization has finally joined the 21st century, already in progress, and decided to let gay kids into scouting. Mm -hmm. We think that is wonderful. But it's not so wonderful that they still plan on throwing them out when they grow up to be gay adults.
1: Mm-mm-mm. We will also not be discussing the top two movies at the box office this weekend. We feel that Fast and Furious 6 and The Hangover 3. Six? Three, too. Three? three as well, I should say. <laughs> Both of these films merit the full attention of a straight alliance against defamation, if there is such a thing. Oh, there should be. We can't decide what we like less, though. The plotless glamorization of car theft or a movie that asks us to laugh uproariously when a giraffe is decapitated by a freeway overpass. Oh, spoiler! One thing's for sure, we hate the fact that these films outperform the divine Star Trek Into (gasps) Darkness, which we will be discussing later tonight.
0: At length. And, much as we'd like to, we can't quite bring ourselves to talk about Justin Bieber, getting booed off the Billboard Award show. He's a jerk, and he handled it badly, but it's tacky to give somebody an award and then boo them when they get up to accept it. Mm. If you don't agree with giving the Milestone Award to a 19-year-old pop phenom, and make no mistake, we don't then boo the ratings-grubbing organization who cooked up the bogus award as a shameless ploy to build audience numbers for their who-gives-a-shit night of seen-it-all-before, including and most especially Madonna's ass. If you don't like Justin, and we don't care enough to boo, Boo. but if you don't, buy a ticket to his concert and let him earn your disdain and your boos. But don't blame him for the soulless ratings-driven billboard whore's ill-advised decision. In fact... Would it be possible to stop talking about Justin altogether?
1: Let's try it for a week and see. I'm game. Also, not being discussed on tonight's show, Donald Trump's Twitter feud with successful TV writer Danny uh, Zucker. Who? In fact, we're just not going to discuss Donald Trump at all. Who? Ever. Except to say that of the over 2 million people who follow him on Twitter, not one of them came to his defense when I tweeted that he was the herpes simplex of American culture. Well, you can't argue with the truth.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Finally, we will have nothing to say about the 38th vote to repeal Obamacare by the obstructionist anarchists in Congress who would rather do anything other than their jobs. If you're interested in what we think, just refer back to the last 37 times they've had this meaningless vote as it is not possible for our contempt to sink any lower than it already has. Preach. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show.
1: Tonight's dinner party provocation comes to us from Sister Mary Steve from the Butchelite Sisterhood in Sarasota, Florida. Hi again,
0: it's me, Sister Mary Steve. Well, God, I hate to be a nag, but we've all been waiting to hear from you for quite a while now. I mean, Are you ignoring us? It seems odd to me that you'd breathe this wonder into existence and then just turn your back on all of creation and let it slowly go to hell one day at a time. I think you're better than that, so here's the deal. We'd like a sign. We won't say what, but we're not counting Jesus' face on someone's french toast or a statue with bleeding eyes. That stuff is kind of cool, but so are magic rocks. Let's all just grow up, shall we? You're God. So how about do something really, really great for someone or some group who actually deserves it and don't already get the biggest piece of pie usually. Show us that not only do you really care, but that you're willing to help out. We don't mind looking after each other, or a lot of us don't. More than 47% of us, in fact. It's more like 1% of us who seem to hate helping others, but it would really be encouraging for the rest of us if instead of melting the glaciers, drowning everybody because we got keeping ourselves warm and lighting the darkness wrong, or destroying whole cities with natural disasters because where should we live exactly? or keeping self-serving jerks, liars, and thieves in charge of most everything, you could take a little time off and give us a break. Something nice, something we could really use. Surprise us. Who better than you, right? So thanks in advance, God. Hail Mary and whoever else. Amen. Oh, and bless this dinner party show. Thanks again.
1: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this is the night that I let Eric say his own name. Eric, you're going to have to save something for the actual show. You had so many opinions on Sister Mary Steve's provocation that our audience didn't get to hear.
0: Well, you know, it's I always say the show never really stops. We just record the parts that you hear on the show. But it's always like this, hanging
1: around with Christopher it's and me. It's always like this in Eric's house. My original plan for the show was just push a microphone in front of Eric's face and see who came calling.
0: Well, I'm not unconvinced that the house isn't bugged. We heard that weird phone, that weird click on the phone the other night. That's right. I th- poor people. Any, I, I would like to say publicly how sorry I am to anybody who might be bugging listen. my house for how boring it might must be. Listen, to then. listen to me go on about my it, opinions it, about it, it,
1: it's not. That's not Bates, it is. Let's talk about Bates Motel <laughs> let's talk some, about some more. Bates Motel some more. But wait, <laughs> it's not a person anymore. It's a computer. You think it's an algorithm, and it clicks into action every time we say Bates Motel, or it clicks into action every time we say NSA. Because that's what was triggering it the other night on the phone. Every time we said NSA, they were like.
0: Maybe. Yeah, anyway. I wish they could get. It. If they have come up with something that is that, that sophisticated, I would love it if they could come up with something that's sophisticated enough not to make that horrible noise in my ear when well, it clicks in. I don't have, care if
1: they're listening. Then we'd have nothing to talk about on the show.
0: Oh, yeah, because that's what happens to me. Yeah, I just I run out of things to say.
1: Speaking of which, we have an abundance of topics to cover tonight. We have breaking news from the Can, can Film Festival, not Con. I think it's Can. No, let's con! not. Cannes! Don't, don't, <laughs> Spoiler alert, can. the, the Cannes. Film Festival. <laughs> the Cannes Film Festival. We have breaking news coming out of there. We also have several stories about the internet that we want to discuss because the internet, as Stephen King once wrote, is built for people to bitch about it.
0: And endlessly fascinating.
1: Absolutely. But we have one good thing about the internet and one bad thing about the internet, which may become a regular thing that I try to do here on The Dinner Party I Show. I think
0: the tough part will be narrowing it down to one of either.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. When I got that
0: note today in the mail, I was like... Really? Just one?
1: (laughs) Anyway, we have a lot of people joining us on the page, as usual, our party people, if we have come to call them. We have Amy Bellino discussing one of her more interesting and intricate dreams, which apparently involved me being Christopher Robin and you being Winnie the Pooh. It was the Furby edition of the Dinner Party Show. (laughs) No, Furry. Who are the people who wear animal costumes and have sex? Plushies.
0: Plushie. The oh. plushie edition.
1: Plushies. We have listeners Winnie checking Pooh, in from huh? Australia, oh, England, bother. Canada, and Chattanooga. Which yeah, is- Amy also used TDPS
0: to convince her mom to buy a computer, like oh. so that she could listen to the show, which I love. That was my favorite Amy story. The dream was, you know, interesting, and I would like I would like to maybe reconsider casting about if I'm going to be Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I do not spend all that time at the gym to be Winnie the Pooh. I am Tigger at the least. I'm eating a whole jar of honey if I'm going to be
1: cast as the fat guy anyway. (laughs) Our friend said the other day that you're trying to get down to your birth weight, which I believe is a line from the Devil Wears Prada.
0: Is that where it's from? We never could figure it out. Bobby said it was from some movie, that, but he couldn't remember what it I was. I just from.
1: remembered that we have a guest tonight, too. <laughs> we, we've gone two weeks without a guest. Tonight, Alec Mappa is back.
0: Yay, but he's family, so it's yeah. not really the same thing. This but it's kind of.
1: His second appearance on The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Chuck Quinn. But in the meantime, we have a news report from our fairly imbalanced newsman, Breck Artery. Ray. Yay. What does Breck have to say this week? We take you now to Breck Artery and his guests, live from the set of Newsmakers with Breck Artery. This week's topic, does freedom of the press cover the internet? Breck?
0: Welcome to Newsmakers. I'm your host, Breck Artery, live with my guests, Bob White from Weird Science Magazine. That's Wired Science Weekly. Who cares, Bob? And Nelson Black from the Daily Journal.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome to you both. And I notice at the outset that
1: neither of you work on the internet. Well, Breck, as usual, your snide and flippant news-style coverage misses the obvious point in favor of the sound bite. In fact, both of our publications have substantial web presences in addition to our more traditional paper and ink editions. Nelson? <sighs> I couldn't agree more, Nelson. Further, the sham version of news coverage offered here on TDPS is a disgrace to your career, Breck, and a disservice to a much maligned and underappreciated industry. Wrong
0: as usual, Bob, and more dim-witted than your typical inept reporting. WikiLeaks, anyone? Nelson? Ah. I know, Nelson, but Bob
1: is sadly a last-minute fill-in for a real journalist who had to cover actual news. Well, you are both off-topic, but at your ages, it isn't unusual for the mind to begin to wander. I hope neither of you drove tonight. WikiLeaks, which is the topic, provides a valuable link for non-traditional newsmakers to the media and the public. It was a trick question, Bob. WikiLeaks is actually what is wrong with internet news reporting and
0: has more in common with a file storage and transfer service than news reporting. Maybe you'd know that if you had any qualifications for your alleged job as a journalist other than typing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nelson, that kind of wit and insight is what earned you the Pulitzer. I
0: just thought he had enough Subway Frequent Diner Rewards points. Stop being such a suck-up, Bob. Up yours, Brack. Finally tonight, the AP versus the Department of Justice. Who's right?
1: (laughs) You're both wrong. It's the AP, two falls out of three. No one from the media is going to report in favor of the DOJ, and this case will be tried in the court of public opinion where it counts, not by some judge whose verdict will never be reported unless it favors the AP. What about national
0: security, nat brain? You think that a country who doesn't even think reporters should be paid Paid for their work will pick the AP over some government employee leaking top-secret information and endangering an undercover agent while weakening national security?
1: Only Congress is more hated than those two groups. Red herring, Breck. You always skip right past the facts if they don't support your personal news narrative. Clearly, AP was doing their job. The public has a right to know. So,
0: Bob... You don't think Scooter Libby, a.k.a. Dick Cheney, should have been held to account for outing Valerie Plame? No, of course.
1: I, I, it isn't the same. It's not the
0: same. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Nelson Black, editorial director, the journal, thanks for being here. <laughs> Bob White, Weird Science Magazine, better luck next time. Thanks, Breck. One last thought, it's Wired Science. Still don't give a shit. Thanks for joining us for this live edition of Newsmakers. Until next time, this is Breck Artery wishing you good night and good dinner. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. The Dinner Party Show we will be the judge of that.
1: We well, certainly will. Yes, welcome back to the dinner party show, where we have breaking news from the
2: Cannes
1: K- 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 film, film Festival. Festival. Um, we did not rehearse that, I promise. A lesbian romance has won the Palme d'Or, which is the top honor at the Cannes Film Festival. But in
0: an interesting twist, they're giving the award to the two actresses who play the leads as well as the director. They're sharing the award. Steven Spielberg headed the committee and said their performance was a substantial part of why the film won. And So they're not just giving it to the director, they're giving it to the actresses
1: as well. Do you think just any judge or any head of the jury can do that? or Are they doing that because it's Steven Spielberg? I think Steven Spielberg can do Whatever the fuck he I know. Wants like if to. it was Tyler Perry judging the Cannes Film Festival, do you, they'd be like Tyler. Maybe next year you can. If make it was this Tyler poem.
0: Perry judging the Cannes Film Festival, I would have to lie down somewhere with a cold compress.
1: <laughs> Eric's cold compress. The jury headed by Steven Spielberg took the unusual move, as you just said, of awarding the palm not just to, and this is the thing. I cannot pronounce the name of anyone associated Let's try, with this. Let's try shall thing. we? Let's try. Okay, you say, you see the second paragraph of the article. Jonathan Cohen? No, that's no, not the No, you're too far down the page. Cut. The, the palm, not just to. Kashishi. 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 Like these names don't seem French yeah. to me. Kashishi. Seems Latin, which I thought was a dead language. Adele, I can get that one That's but... her first name, Eric. Xarchopolis. Yeah. Xarchopolis. And Leia sedu. I, I don't, they, they don't look French to me le at all. Léa s'édu. Léa do. Anyway. And Adele Zarchopoulos. Uh, the film is a great love story that made us all feel privileged to be invited to see the story of deep love and deep heartbreak, Spielberg told reporters. And the director didn't put any constraints on the narrative, which sounds like code for, yeah, it's a lesbian film and we don't care. Yeah. And I,
0: and this just in, huge shocker, the male judges loved a, le, a very explicit <laughs>
1: lesbian love film. A lesbian love film about a love affair between a 15-year-old girl and a grown woman, apparently, which is going to be sure to raise some eyebrows in the United States from oh, people who have nothing honey, better to do with their this, fucking eyebrows. This
0: conservative place, like, <laughs> it doesn't take that there. After that poor girl for having a girlfriend in high school, I for know. God's oh, sake, God, that's poor still Caitlin. the most horrible story in the country right poor now. Poor
1: Caitlin. My mom is speaking out about that story on her Facebook page and has recruited many people to sign the change.org petition about that story. But tonight, we have a different story that we want to cover. And there's
0: also, I would add, a a free Caitlin uh, Facebook fan page that you can join that Caitlin's mother started. Right. You have to wait for them to let you in so they don't get a bunch of haters on there. But it's a way of showing support and seeing what it is the family wants. I've joined. There's a link on my page, but and maybe it's on the Facebook the Facebook page, but it's in there. Um, just look it
1: up and join. Right. Absolutely. Let her know that you're sticking up for her. That's something good that we can do on the internet, but we want to talk about something bad that was done on the internet this Jesus, week in Toledo, just Ohio.
0: Unbelievable.
1: On May 20th, someone using an allegedly fake Facebook account—I'm not sure why that says allegedly. I think the latest news is that it was a fake Facebook account—shared a post accusing a Toledo man of raping three girls and his son, Two days later, the post has been shared more than 26,000 times. However, the man and the Toledo police say the post isn't true. Jesus. Bom, bom, bom. I, I, the the It came to the man's attention because he was walking through a public park and someone approached him and said, You shouldn't be here. There are children around. Yeah. My God. I, I mean, it's just, listen, there are good things about virality or virality, however we want to pronounce it. And then there are bad things. And I have to tell you, this is turning into a thing. Half of my Facebook feed are these watch out for this guy. Or it's it is, again, out of context memes with fake political facts on them intended to incite people. But this is a real person. This man lived in Toledo, Ohio. And the deeper the Toledo free press dug into the story, the more it seemed like it was his ex wife who posted it about him because he shorted her on child support that month and broke up with a friend of hers.
0: Yeah. I And I think that the solution is going to have to be, you know, finding it. We, we talked, we touched on some of this last week, finding what the new balance in a new media world is about free speech. I believe, absolutely believe in free speech, but I, think people ought to be held to account for what they say right I think news organizations I won't name any but if you know of any offhand that are doing this you can you know fill in the blanks that just make up facts and report them on the air mm-hmm. ought to be fined huge amounts of money and forced to devote substantial amounts of time to Demonstrating how that wasn't the truth that they reported it or how they used fictional footage or whatever. The the problem that we have right now is that people are – this poor man has to pursue this himself. There is – the police said there's nothing they can really charge. Spreading a slanderous lie about somebody isn't a crime. Like it's entirely on you. To bring a civil case. To to bring a civil case. entirely
1: on you and very expensive too. But
0: I think that it ought to be possible for you to send the police to somebody's house – If they have proof that she's done it and they Mm -hmm. have to get proof just as they would with anything – And arrest them. This is the same putting something in this way on Facebook is the same as putting it on the front page of the New York Times Mm -hmm. in its heyday. Like, it's an enormous reach and a tremendous responsibility and it's completely unchecked and that shouldn't be the case. They should, in order to open the fan page, the the Facebook page, you should have to put in identifiable personal information that can be traced to you in a specific place so that somebody can come to your house and carry you way and put you in jail if you post false and malicious stuff about other people. It should be a crime. I, I it know It is that the equivalent extreme, of but...
1: yelling fire in a crowd, every crowded movie theater in the country at the same time. That is the equivalent. Yeah. So the law has to adjust to the instantaneousness of Facebook virality. Right. I, I'm and all about
0: free speech but it is not the same environment that it used to be. It can't be the same sort of, you can just say whatever you want to. No, you can't. No, you can't go on a news program right. and say whatever you want to. You actually have to to tell the truth, and I think the same thing should be for for political TV advertisements. They should have to tell the truth, and if they don't, they should be they should be not only fined substantially, but forced to air commercials that actually do tell the truth. I'm just i sick of this sort of, it's okay to lie, and it's on you to do something about it. That's really not
1: fair. Right. Uh, The thing that happened in this case was that the Toledo police uh, came forward, and they have a statement from Sergeant Joe Hefferman, and they were the ones that said the post is false because there aren't any active rape or sexual imposition cases in Lucas County against this man, whose name is Lesko, his last name is Lesko, that he knows of, and he said that he could not check a nationwide database without probable cause. Was. A Facebook that I message. I also have
0: a problem with
1: a Facebook message from McCarthy's account to a Toledo Free Press account. Free press account excuse me. Said police had come to her, and this is the woman who is accused of making the face uh, fake posting and others' door to say that the man was in fact wanted for rape. So she's saying the police came to her and said her ex wasn't being uh-huh. investigated for rape. The police are saying there's no investigation. I'm inclined to believe them, <laughs> not her. Yeah. And uh, you know. So anyway. I, how is the law going to adjust here? I think, unfortunately, what I see is that men like him are going to have to bring civil cases. They're going to have to be enough civil cases for it to reach critical mass and for people to start paying attention to the issue. Because right now, it really is the wild frontier online. It yeah. really is. There's and no accountability I'll tell you how, I'll tell
0: you how we're going to get accounts is we're going to have to start bringing these cases as class action suits against Yahoo and Facebook yeah, and right. Twitter. Those are the people with the deep pockets, and those are the people who are going to have to pay a billion dollars right. in – Right. in defamation charges because it's just not okay. Right. It is not okay for this to be completely unchecked. I, I realize that it's a personal company and they're, you know, they own their proprietary rights to Facebook and whatever, but we're looking at new boundaries of free speech and we're going to have to decide where they are and yeah. I think that we always have to err on the side of the individual and this is in fact on the side of the individual. Absolutely.
1: Uh, we have a lot of comments on our Facebook page coming in about this story Debbie Says rape and child abuse are terrible crimes, and accusing in this manner takes time away from real crimes, and it is an atrocity. Here, here. is an atrocity. Uh, Tori Hutchinson, on the other hand, says she shared the original story because she takes rape seriously, and it's better to be safe than sorry. Well, unless, not it's, unless the story's about you, Tori. Yeah, in which or case, someone that you love and care about. Jesus. Then their life is ruined. Patrick Corey has pointed out that this poor man's life is probably ruined and he'll have to move. Yeah. Uh, John Madsen says, guilty until proven innocent is now the motto of the world. And I have to say, I kind of agree with him in the world of the internet. Yeah, it, is, at it least. certainly is. Um, Debbie Castleberry would like to point out that if it was the ex who made the uh, false posting, I'm assuming, it's women like her that get in the way of real abuse investigations. Again, I
0: couldn't agree more.
1: The mostly male system thinks any accusation is just a bitter woman. I see. You know, and I think that's a good point as well. Maybe there was an active investigation against this man and she screwed it up by doing this Facebook posting. But there doesn't seem to be any evidence of that either because I think the police would probably have come clean about yeah, they it. They
0: wouldn't stick up for you him know? if there was any sort of possibility that this was the truth. They would not be sticking up for him.
1: Yeah, I, I think we, we, this is about a new era of responsibility on the Internet. We're beginning to see it with piracy and it happened for the reasons you said because people were starting to bring suit against YouTube and other uh, service right. providers. And I think we need to see it with this as well. You know, There is one that's floating out there that apparently is accurate. It is a man holding up a pit bull by its neck against Ugh. a wall. And it says this man is an abuser of animals. And apparently I did some research, and I believe Snopes.com did some research. And the man actually was actually abusing animals. He had a dog fighting ring, and he worked for either the Peruvian or Ecuadorian government. I'm not sure which country it was. So sometimes, but the people that should be uh, – Putting those posts out there are law enforcement agencies. Once again, that's where those posts need to be. The Zimmerman
0: rule. Yeah. Don't be doing the law enforcement's job. But then, by the same token, you know, I'm looking at something like we almost all of the coverage of. The, the the civil war, if you will, in mm-hmm. Syria is being provided by social media. The Absolutely. journalists aren't there on the ground. I mean, I think there are wonderful aspects to this. No. But I just think we're going to have to re-explore this as we look at a new legality for free Absolutely. speech in and this I context. think
1: we're going to have to be willing to embrace sophistication and nuance and stay away from these types of either-or discussions the same way we've advocated it about gun control on this show. That that no, it's not all your guns are going to be taken away. We're talking about more sophisticated and slightly stricter background checks for people who want to buy a gun. That's not the same thing. And you last week advocated the same approach to free speech issues. Absolutely. That there are times where we have to say, no, there is a national security issue at stake here.
0: Right, and I think the press should absolutely be trying to get the facts, and I think that there should absolutely be consequences for people giving out facts that they shouldn't be giving out, and that there should be some way of investigating that. And I, I think that... I don't, as I said last week, I don't want the, the press to become the NRA of free speech. Right, absolutely. I, I don't think we can approach any of our constitutional rights with that kind of black and white, blind kind of Absolutely, slavish devotion.
1: Absolutely. Well, obviously, we could do an entire show about this issue, but we have other things to talk about. Most notably, Star Trek Into Darkness, which Eric and I saw last week.
0: Much more important,
1: and would love to give you our spoiler-free review. Absolutely, no
0: spoilers on the dinner party show. We don't do spoilers here.
1: Alec Mapa will be here later in the show. He will. Hopefully, we will guilt him into doing another musical performance because the first one was (laughs) so popular. (laughs) But he has a new show out called Showville on AMC, which is a reality show. He is the host of. He'll be here to talk about yes, that. Yes,
0: despite what I may have said on the promo for the show, where I believe I called it Storyville, which is <laughs> which actually... Which is the which famous is,
1: Bordello district in yeah, New Orleans. Yeah,
0: it's actually called Showville, but um, you know, maybe
1: Alec will do that one too. Alec Mappa poster boy gay dad, does a show about whorehouses. Only on the dinner party show, folks. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> and, and only Alec Mappa Did you put something in my tea again? Anyway, uh, now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors and then we'll be back with the soup.
0: Oh my god, this car is amazing. It's so plush inside. And look at the stereo. It's got Bluetooth, an iPod connection, everything. Yup. And it drives like a dream. I haven't even felt a bump in the road since we got on the freeway. What did you say it's
1: called again? The Honda Laser. (laughs) cool. Sounds space-agey. So tell me about this new high-efficiency engine. I will, as soon as that stupid bitch in the Lexus swerves into our lane again. What? You'll see. Oop. Here she comes. Oh, my God.
0: That's in the front of the car? Is is that a gun port?
1: Just watch. (laughs) Oh, Oh,
0: you killed that woman. No, I lasered her. What does that mean? Her car's
1: gone, and so is she. She's not gone. She's in our car. I don't see her. That's because she's in our tank. What's left of her, anyway? You see, the Honda Laser isn't just another hybrid or electric vehicle. It's the first car to use precision point laser rays to convert bad drivers into biofuel. Oh, my God. God. By driving directly over the spot where the car and driver were before the moment of impact, the Honda Laser collects their biomaterial using a high speed network of retractable arms Jesus. that line the car's sleek undercarriage. Speaking of which, that bitch must have been on a diet or something. Quick, look for another inconsiderate jerk or we won't make it home. Let me out of this car. Careful, you don't want to end up in the tank. <laughs>
0: The new Honda Laser, caring for the environment and encouraging better driver etiquette. Now available wherever free market conservatives have a stranglehold on the state legislature. Lasers not to be used on pedestrians you just broke up with.
1: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Soup's on. And now...
0: Hey, Twan, Queen of the Stars here with the real dirt on what the constellations are up to and how you can read the signs before they read you. Well, if you're looking for a friend, look no further than Leo. You can stand on Leo's big giant head and see a good friend from there. With the Sun in Gemini for the next couple of weeks, a good time will be had by all. But watch out, we're all in for a case of mercury poisoning. The Sun in Gemini will have everyone extra social through June 20th just in time for Pride Month. Combined with the residual effects of last week's lunar eclipse, we'll all be feeling lively and engaged. So when Leo cancels on you for no good reason and never bothers to reschedule or even say I'm sorry, you can easily change partners and get a friend worth having, aka not Leo. Mercury and and Gemini starting May 31st will have us thinking with our hearts instead of our heads. This should not affect Leo since he doesn't have a heart. The rest of us will need to be careful to communicate our feelings clearly to avoid misunderstandings. It may be better to focus on business affairs rather than affairs of the heart through August 8th since our intuition and resourcefulness will be especially keen during this transit. And with Mars joining the chorus on May 31st, we'll all be a little high strung as the summer heats up. Here's a thought. Why not take it out on Leo, who actually deserves it anyway? Till next time, this is Twan reminding you to watch out for the stars. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for The Soup, brought to you by your perpetually victimized gay brother.
1: I will have you know that I am writing a play about all of you.
0: The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it.
1: Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and we're having a knockdown, out fight here in the studio. Well, about... it started this way. Here's how it started, which is that that is not the first time that share song has been featured on the Dinner Party which Show.
0: I think somebody should have told me before today because I can't change it today. I
1: love that song. By and the I, way. Love the I love the song Cher, too, which is why I didn't say anything. I've never used
0: a new song if anybody your said your anything approach to was, me.
1: I've never used that song before. How would I? I, I, I did never involve share songs in my life. I, I have never a distant have relationship to share. I'm not obsessed with her. No. At
0: Ever have used the same song if I had known.
1: Anyway, but I'm actually glad. You I could have used a it. different
0: chair song, which says basically the same thing. They're all kind of the same thing,
1: but they, they just sound they really, different. They are. What, what, didn't she sing one about Native Americans that we're not supposed to talk about anymore? Half breed, and I oh, don't care. I'm never going to. I'm it. never going to stop talking about chair songs. We still have comments coming in from our party people about the last story we covered, which was a false accusation of rape made on Facebook against a young Ohio man, which went viral and was seen by twenty six thousand people. Um, Simon Exton would like to propose that there have always been public misunderstandings in communities regardless of whether or not the internet was involved. And in his country, a doctor was burned out of his house because people could not tell the difference between a pediatrician and a pedophile.
0: Wow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's a hideous story. I hope that, oh, Jesus.
1: Greg Wilkie says Facebook is simply not reliable. What happened to checking facts? With social media, you have to be smart. I think this calls the question that we're really trying to address here. My mother brought up the same point. She says people are always forwarding Daily Current and Onion articles as if they're the real thing. (laughs)
0: Which I always get really cracked up. Sometimes it even makes the news. Fox regularly reports Daily Current. Anyway,
1: Anyway. but listen, the point is, is that it is our responsibility to check our sources.
0: Well, I think so. But the the point that I was trying to make earlier is that there should be consequences, real consequences for people doing the false posting to begin with. That's the part that – that's the part where this is a problem. Like if I simply forward something, yes, shame on me for not checking the facts before I forward something. But what was it doing there in the first place? And if it damages somebody in the way that this mm-hmm. has damaged this man. Right, absolutely. Don't know this whole story and he may be a horrible person. I have no idea. But, but it there, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You don't get to do this to people. There are yeah. websites where people can go on and say horrible things about um, law, law students that are then anonymously that are then used in recruiting I, I, law I, I students. Do, I do
1: not support or believe in anonymous commenting on the internet. I don't support it or believe it. I never have. I think if you're going to put your opinion out there, you have to be willing to put your full and real name to it. Otherwise, it's nobody's business.
0: And that's why I'm saying the registration for opening the website on Facebook needs to be something that is
1: of the record,
0: can't be deleted, and is always going to be something that can be traced to you in a real and verifiable location. Absolutely. So there may be a waiting period before you can start posting shit on the internet. Yeah, but I think that's a sacrifice we ought to be willing to make so that there is some stake. When mm-hmm. I decide to step up and say something about somebody else, I can say my own opinion anytime I want to. But if I want to say something defamous about somebody absolutely. else, I have the prospect of there going to be real and personal consequences. I didn't do it standing up in the town square because somebody could hit me with a stone or arrest me. But with the shield of Facebook or something, where I've made up you know some fake name and fake you know, address and fake whatever that I can just delete. Excuse me, I can say yeah. whatever I
1: want to. Absolutely, and absolutely.
0: that's the thing that that's the problem. That's the air, the frontier we're going to have to explore. I agree. Also, I would point out that sh- that the party people are crazy about
1: share. They are. Well, I didn't say it was a bad idea to include her. I just wanted to be recognized as right. And, and correct in my assertion that we had used her before. We'll
0: get you a t-shirt. Okay.
1: You know what? We're going to talk about Star Trek Into Darkness because that's a safe subject here on The Dinner Party Show, but we are going oh to bend God. over backwards not to give away any spoilers.
0: And it is not. We will not do the spoiler. It is spoiler, not easy. It is not a safe topic here in The Dinner Party Show. There were some very strong opinions on both sides on this movie, but Christopher and I are the two people on the show, and we
1: loved it. We loved it. <laughs> I am a huge J.J. Abrams fan. I think his movies are like ballet. Every shot has an energy that surges into the next shot. The
0: camera just never stops moving. It just goes 100 miles an hour the whole time. That Mission Impossible movie that he made, which I didn't even really like, was so amazing to look at. He just never stops. It just goes. It's like getting in a high-speed ride. But
1: it's not like Michael Bay. I mean, Michael Bay never stops because he's just throwing shit at you the whole movie. J.J. Abrams is a kinetic energy in his filmmaking style. That's just The the action spectacle of any J.J. Abrams Abrams film is always remarkable to me. I loved Super Eight. I thought it was uh, hurt by a bad marketing campaign, personally. There is some conventional wisdom, if that's the right term for it. There is a belief that the movie underperformed last weekend. Paramount was projecting oh, a $100 million weekend. That's it for Super 8. We're moving on. Domestic, right. I'm kidding. But Super 8 also underperformed. Wreck. Oh, my God, that train wreck. Yeah, train wreck was amazing. It also underperformed, and they are accusing the J.J. Abrams secrecy here, right? He is very secretive about the movie he's making. He did not want all of Super 8 eight given away in the trailers and it was a big summer event film and they said because he didn't say enough about the movie that that it underperformed at the box I office. will
0: I will say that I'm on their side. I honestly I have seen more ads for stuff that's not coming out until this fall than I have seen for Star Trek which is already opened. I think they did a really thin job mm-hmm. of promoting it. I saw very little like I like the, the franchising was going to go anyway, so I was monly, mainly moanly. I was moanly. <laughs> moanly. 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 Just looking for the day. I was mainly just looking for the dates to the show. Right. You know, at Benedict Cumberbatch, well, that's the frosting on my muffin. But right. But really, like, I, you know, but honestly, if I hadn't made up my mind or wasn't paying close attention, I, I was surprised that it came on. As early as it as soon did, I thought year, it didn't yeah. come on until later in the summer because the advertising for it was so light. I, I I blame marketing absolutely for any sort of underperformance. Also, I think and one of the things that kind of came out in the conversation we were having in the office earlier is, I think this is a Star Trek that's in that's looking for a new audience. Right. I don't think they are looking at the same um, Star Trek audience that right. has supported the traditional franchise all these years, and as a result, it's a smaller and growing crowd. I, I, we could look at similar numbers on other franchises that, that, you know, that were that built into big mega franchises over time.
1: Well, I think it all told its first weekend gross was equivalent to, roughly equivalent to what the first film made, and obviously they were hoping to build on that. But I think some of it is in who sets the expectations and why. Yeah, and you I've got to
0: say, I always am sort of like, you know, if I made $87 million in a weekend, I would actually be really, if this show, Dinner Party show, opened at $87 million this weekend, I'd be pretty
1: happy. I would, too. I would, too. It didn't
0: make $150 million. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It only
0: made $90 million. <laughs> Absolutely. I always think, well, you know, that's probably unfortunate, but, you know, it'll make it over time. Absolutely. It'll be fine.
1: Well, it's time to take a short break for our technical promo. If you're a regular listener of the show, this is a great time to go to the bathroom or yell at your kids or cat. But if you want
0: technical advice, here it comes.
1: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. We've made every effort to make sure you can access our show for free across a variety of platforms. We debut a live show every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the player at our website www.thedinnerpartyshow.com. This same stream can be accessed via our free mobile apps for Apple and Android devices, so you don't have to be in front of your computer to join the party.
0: We're on for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's right. If you miss the live show, we replay it continuously throughout the week until a new show debuts the following Sunday at the same time. Our free mobile apps
1: keep you connected to these
0: Encore presentations as well.
1: We interact with our live listeners through our Facebook page, so if you'd like to ask a question of a guest or have us respond to your comment, make sure you've liked the page for The Dinner Party Show on Facebook.
0: Our SoundCloud profile is where we feature reports from our special correspondents. You can access all of our social media platforms by visiting the links at the top left-hand side of our website, thedinnerpartyshow.com. They're located right next to the player. YouTube is where we post backstage video and Twitter is where we spotlight quotes from the show and breaking dinner party show news, including announcements about upcoming guests and special episodes.
1: For our podcast listeners, a complete unedited podcast of the entire show posts to iTunes the day after the episode debuts. We also have a show archive on our website, which allows you to stream or download complete episodes. Our production quality is high, and so, rather than compressing the sound file
0: and sacrificing quality for our non-live listeners, Listeners, We break our podcasts into four bite-sized
1: servings. For our iTunes subscribers, if you'd like to have entire episodes downloaded automatically, make sure you've checked the setting Get All Episodes. Otherwise, only the first serving will download automatically.
0: At the risk of turning our entire show into a series of technical announcements, we're going to shut up now and get back to the live cast already in progress. I'm Eric
1: Shaw Quinn. And I'm Christopher Rice. And we've taken away all your technical excuses not to listen to The Dinner Party Show. Now it's time for Eric's Rash Pronouncement
3: of the Week.
0: Organized religion is responsible for all the evil being done in the world today.
1: This has been Eric's Rash Pronouncement of the Week. The other name for that segment was "How Long Until Our First Death Threat?" Right? That ought to piss somebody off. Absolutely. God, but, but I think it's the truth. So listen, you Am are I working. Own rash we way. want to talk about something that you're working on.
0: Absolutely. I had an exciting meeting this week with David Groth, who is going to work with me. I'm editing. I'm, I've written. I'm going to start a murder mystery series. Excellent. Um, it's not a tell-all. I could write a tell-all about what's her name. Mm-hmm. That big boob drunk that I, <laughs> that I wrote those books with don't buy them by the way because i don't get any money for it steal them or whatever but don't buy them um borrow somebody else's if you want to read the dirt or just call me i'll just tell you the dirt but um but it's the the premise is what if pam and i solved crimes wow so it's pretty funny it's written we're starting the editing process i'm uh, you know working on trying to get it put together to right. I, I guess i'll Try and bring it out through Amazon myself. We'll see. I yeah. you know, love and it. And Barnes problem, and Noble for, and iBooks—they're all absolutely. available Absolutely, I would say that is yeah. shorthand. Absolutely, uh, iBooks—they're going to own you know, all of us someday. All of them. Yeah. Eventually, we'll all just work for Amazon. But yeah. but yeah, I want. I'm, it's. I hope the launch of a of a murder mystery series. I've always been a huge fan of murder mysteries, but I've never been as
1: serious as you. You take everything. I, I'm so very serious, serious. and everything I think is everything serious. is so. Everything funny. is very serious. As you can tell, which you wouldn't from necessarily, from my friend Jordan Ampersand. Which
0: you wouldn't, uh, yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, will be by
1: there. the way, if people don't want to listen to us give our opinions about Star Trek, Jordan will be here next week with his review of Star Trek. He and Fitzpatrick are going to see it this week, apparently. Oh, well you I... di- he's here later tonight too. With you did a segment earlier in the in the week. Right? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Wait a minute. What's happening? Good oh, old Jordan. Wait a minute. Are they back? Oh Where? crap! Oh, <laughs> don't let them in here.
2: We don't want the like
1: dancers anymore!
0: Oh my...
2: Jesus. Well, I don't mind it. you
0: You guys need to practice this before... Oh, why
2: do you keep bringing that cat? I don't think people with wrestling leg syndrome should dance with cats! Don't get that Oh my... Oh my god! Oh, Oh! that whole set! Oh my god! Oh.
1: Shay! Oh, my God. What was that? Did we have an HLJ out there? We... Oh, the get cat is still in here. That's the meanest cat. Well, he gets kicked every few weeks. Okay. I, yeah, I, poor thing. All right, all right. So the Restless like Dancers have ruined our show once again.
0: Well, they're back once again. I, they just need practice, Christopher.
1: I, they need a lot of practice. But and they I need don't do want it them outside. to practice here. Right. They need to practice someplace where there's
0: nothing breakable.
1: Anyway, to sum up, Eric is going to launch a murder mystery series. He's working with a wonderful editor, David Groff, on it now. We will be telling you all about it as it progresses here right. on the dinner party show. And but we'll I be... hope that
0: you'll all be interested and <laughs> you'll all buy a copy one yeah. day when and it finally does come out. And I think the point
1: out. Eric was trying to make with his underhanded uh, slap at my work is that his murder mystery will be comic and sharp and witty, whereas mine are dark. and. Yeah,
0: no, I was trying to find my way in. I didn't mean that as a slap at your work at all. I love it. In fact, I am so excited about your new book, which will be out in this this fall. October fifteenth. You can can buy in advance from all of those outlets that we discussed earlier, Barnes and iTunes. Well you can
1: pre-order it. They won't send it to you until October fifteenth. But we we may well have some giveaways here on the show. Could happen, but but go ahead and buy it anyway. Speaking of which, I think we forgot to announce at the top of the show, our very popular contest, win a phone call from Anne Rice. <laughs> we will be announcing a winner here on the show June 2nd. and means we should means make a
0: list of things that we need to talk about on the
1: show. We should probably start doing that. <laughs> it could be a thought. Uh, Friday, May 31st will be the last day you can enter. But let me tell this to all of you lovely party people out there. If you are not signed up for our mailing list, you are not entered. The app that signed people up for this contest took you to the page, you liked the page, and then you had to continue on and sign up for our mailing list to be entered. The winner will be drawn from the list of people who are registered for our mailing and list. And the notification will be sent out through the mailing list,
0: Absolutely. through by email. So if you didn't put your email address and you're not done registering, you should get a follow-up email, I think,
2: mm-hmm. from, the,
0: from the contest. And we if can, you didn't get the follow-up it, email, then you didn't... You you're not yeah. done yet, so Absolutely. you've got till Friday, so do it. But, um, but yeah, the contest is still going on. So, if you haven't registered, it's already the time. And if you didn't put in your email address, be sure that you do that before Friday, or you're not eligible to win the con the phone call from Ann of Rice.
1: Ann of Rice, I, I talk to her almost every day. I don't know what everyone's so crazy about. She's, she's got a lot to say, but she says it all on Facebook, so it's like. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Am I undercutting our own content? <laughs> Christopher trashes
0: our show once again.
1: I love you, Mom. I'll read more from your porn this one, very soon. Oh, and soon. I went to the
0: bathroom during the break, the last Somebody, break. Somebody,
1: Alan Fogg, is just drinking during every break. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I misread that comment from our manservant, Shea Butters. He drinks during the technical promo. I think that's what we should call it. The time for the party people to drink is our technical promo.
0: Well, if they drink continuously for the length of the whole technical that's promo, just, they could either drown or they would. It's just
1: two minutes. Are they
0: lightweights? They could they could polish off a fifth and about
1: that if you just kept drinking. Are you going to let Jonelle do her report, or are we just going to keep here talking on that? Am I in charge of pushing the (laughs) buttons? The The buttons are
0: all the way over there.
1: Have you seen the button man? The button man.
2: The button (laughs) man. Here's
0: Jonelle with her insight in relationships.
1: It's time once again for The Dinner Party Show's Homemade Relationship Advice with Jonelle Sams. Hey, this is
0: Jonelle Sams with Homemade Relationship Advice. If you have a question, you can send it to me, Care of the Dinner Party Show's Facebook fan page, or at Jonelle at the dinnerpartyshow.com. This week on Homemade Relationship Advice, I want to introduce you to the person I turn to for relationship advice. No, not my wonderful husband Merle. I must say that after 23 blissful years of marriage, I have learned more about relationship from being married to Merle than anywhere else. But, from time to time, even a relationship advisor like myself needs a little advice. That's when I call my friend, Mamie Lee Sideburns, and she joins us here today. Is this thing on? Mamie Lee, welcome to Homemade Relationship Advice and the Dinner Party Show.
3: Dinner party? No one said anything about a dinner party. I never would have worn
1: this if I thought I was going anywhere other than to your house. Well, Mamie Lee, bless your heart.
0: I'm so glad that you feel comfortable coming over here just of.
1: Sometimes I
0: wonder about you, Jonelle. Well, I'm doing just fine. Fine, Mamie Lee, but it's sweet of you to think of me And I'm still wondering Now, I've known Mamie Lee since
1: we were both young women you I You think... just stop right there, Jonelle. I did not agree to come on your cotton-headed Lonely Heart radio program For people to speculate about my age <laughs> Well, that's hardly what I meant by... And that's what I mean, Jojo You make me wonder, because I'm never sure just how dumb you really are Isn't she a cut-up? I can't ever tell when you're weaving the truth to fit or when you mean it for
0: serious? Well, I'm serious when I say that you are the person to whom I turn for relationship advice. You ain't never took my advice in all your bone days, Jonelle Wells. It's Jonelle Sams now, and that's just my point. When Merle first proposed to me, you said. I told
1: you that you could never compete with Olsen
0: Lepew and that there was no use trying. And I never have, and Merle and I just celebrated our 23rd anniversary. That's
1: because you turned a blind eye to the truth. About the man you married Too
0: true I spend my time Focusing on the good stuff And overlooking Merle's faults
1: That man has ignored you Every day since the wedding Mm Mm-hmm He does me the favor
0: Of ignoring my shortcomings too But he never misses Paying our bills on time Why did you marry that barber In the first place? First off My Merle is a stylist Oh yes He's a regular Stylisp. And I married him because he did me the honor of asking me. I didn't want to spend my life alone or without him. Well, that's a terrible reason to get married, Jojo. Maybe, Mamie Lee, but it's turned out great for me. Why are you still single?
1: Never found anyone good enough. I see. Well, how many men did you turn down? Now you see what I'm talking about? Not as dumb as she looks. All sweet teen cookies and then... Bam! Knife to the heart. I'm going home, JoJo. Well, it was lovely of you to stop by. What, and miss out on a visit to fool's
0: paradise? I always feel so much better after one of her visits.
1: Stop calling me, Jonelle.
0: Such a cut-up. Till next time, I'm Jonelle Sams
1: with Homemade Relationship Advice. If you have relationship questions, write to Nell, Care of the Dinner Party Show Facebook page or to Nell at thedinnerpartyshow.com. It cheers me right up to
2: know
0: that no matter how bad I feel about myself, there's always somebody worse off than me. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. The dish is served. Good evening, I'm Lyle Johnson. And I'm Kyle's wit, and
1: we're two gay Christians with Two snaps snaps for for Jesus. Jesus. And tonight, Christopher and Eric have asked us to drop in on this little dinner party show of theirs so we can talk about a very important spiritual concept. That's right. And hopefully, this
0: change of topic will allow someone to let go of that unfortunate mix up that happened
1: with the valet parking during our Sunday services last week. Indeed. And hopefully, by moving on to a different conversation, it will allow someone time to process the idea that maybe inviting the guy you hooked up with the night before to valet park the automobiles of all of your fellow parishioners isn't the best idea, Mm -hmm. especially when one entire side of that man's body is covered in prison tattoos. Or Disney characters. Yes, with bleeding eye sockets and lightning bolts coming out of their mouths. Anyway, perhaps this discussion is best postponed again until after the cops find Mr. Mayfield Merriweather's Buick LeSabre. That's right. Tonight, we are not here
0: to discuss Lyle Johnson's ongoing struggle with human humility, and forgiveness. No, we're here to talk about a different concept entirely.
1: And that concept is... Change change comes comes from from within. within. Indeed. Now, for those of you who are familiar with our story, you know that we broke away from our old church because those old superior biddies just made one too many jokes about it being Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. Actually, we left because they weren't joking at all. Oh True. And our church, the first assembly of peace and light and love and acceptance, otherwise known as the former Smoothie King on Paper Mill Road, uh-huh. has proved to be a welcoming place for many Christians who have just had it with the homophobia in their assemblies of origin.
0: And let me tell you something, starting your own church is not easy. No,
1: it is not. No, sir.
0: But it was worth all the effort just to see what happened to our old church that we left behind.
1: Indeed. Now that they are missing our sensitive and stylish perspectives, the Sunday potlucks look like the spot where a barbecue truck ran into a strip club on the side of a service road. Those poor dears, black
0: lacquer furniture should never be outside unless you're leaving it out on the street
1: for someone to steal. But anyway, back to this idea that starting your own church isn't easy. You see, myself, Kyle, and others had to make a decision. Were we really going to remain in the pew at our old congregation and be told every day that we were subpar Christians? Uh-uh. I I don't think so. I mean to tell you, if one more of those women gave me a lecture about how I was fine as long as I didn't act on my urges, and the whole time they're shoving happy cream donuts down their gullets and chain-smoking Carltons, I mean to tell you I was gonna lose it. Actually... You
0: did lose it. You hit about five of those women upside the head with one of their purses and the pastor got the fire extinguisher out.
1: Forgiveness! I'm working on it, okay? Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that we made a choice to make a change. We left that old church and started our own congregation where we could open up an unfiltered channel to what we believe Christ's message truly is. Unconditional love and acceptance. And forgiveness. I said I'm working on it. Anyway, lately we have noticed a disturbing trend on the internet. It goes something like this. A gay person posts an article about something awful and homophobic done in the name of Christ by supposed Christians. Then, a well-intentioned but misguided child of God chimes in with this response. I am a Christian and not all Christians are like this. Lovely and true, but it usually doesn't stop there, you see. Typically, the well-intentioned child of Christ digs their heels in even deeper when confronted by centuries worth of divisive and homophobic behavior from alleged Christians. And usually, the child of Christ, just keep saying the same thing over and over again. I am a Christian and not all Christians are like this. And that may be true, sweetheart, but it just begs the question. You may not be like that, but just what the heck are you doing about the Christians who are? You see, girl, change comes from within and it's not easy and it doesn't happen on Facebook. There's nothing harder than starting your own church when everyone you know's got an opinion about whether or not a disco ball is appropriate even for a gay church.
0: What's easy is yelling at someone on Facebook who isn't really the problem.
1: Indeed. So if you've got some ill will towards your fellow Christians, well, come sit by us on Sunday. We've got the church for you. And
0: we'll have valet parking again very soon. No, we will not. Yes,
1: we will. We'll talk about this later. We most certainly will. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for The Dish. Brought to you by your mother, Mistress of Guilt.
0: (sighs) That's okay. Go ahead and step on my foot. Why would
1: I need to walk anywhere? I haven't been anyplace nice in years. The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it. (sighs) Welcome back to the dinner party show. Eric Shaw Quinn has just returned from the bathroom with seven seconds to spare in that last sketch. We are joined in the studio by Alec. Hi,
4: everybody. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's that's very welcome back, Alec. Oh, thanks. Why do you look different? really honest what to God. Happened? Like what happened? We,
0: I have really thought, now, and now the show will be all about me. Yeah, Why bother yeah. to now have a guest on the show? This will explain so much yeah. to our listeners because you, you thought will, you, could, you
4: thought you yeah. could get it past me. And you were
0: wrong. When Christopher said Alec Mapa was going to be our first guest after this as <laughs> you may or may not have noticed, uh-huh. we haven't had a live guest in the studio for a little while now. And that was because my dear friend, Peter Shear, who is one of, a world-renowned mm-hmm. facial yes. surgeon, yes. Yes. for my birthday World this renowned Worth, mm-hmm. yeah, he really does. Oh, like the man, the premier of Japan flew him in to fix his son's face. Ba- like he is, because
1: what he does is he does in it, what we're about to get to, uh-huh. but he also goes around the world with his nonprofit correcting facial deformities in in, in impoverished communities. Oh, so he's well. an amazing man. Yeah, he's oh, a wow. really great guy Absolutely. and a good friend. Okay, and
0: this year for my birthday, which was in March, yes. He gave me a facelift. Wow!
4: And I, <laughs> it was it was either that or dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, explain in detail what what, what did he
0: do? Well, I had this second chin. Right.
1: Well, let's not explain in too much detail. I had
0: this, oh, chin? Too no, much. no, I want to hear that everything. That I was okay. sick of. He- that I was sick of, and so that was in... you were sick of tripping on your own neck. I absolutely. I, right. Right. Like yeah, picking up your neck out of the soup. That was really. I was really <laughs> tired of playing. The turkey and the the Thanksgiving pageant, right? Was really sick of that. So, um, so stop I, wishing
4: me happy Thanksgiving. Right? It's it's June. Right?
0: Stop All
2: checking
4: right. me under the. Just stop right.
0: playing with that. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Give me, stop me back, back stop my, neck. my neck. Right. 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 So yeah, <laughs> or, or I, I don't think it's too hot for a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> it's only July.
4: So he he cut it off. He you ought you had he a li- He
0: lipoed it. And then he lipoed out the, the second chin and then did a, a sort of a, a tuck. Like, like there are scars behind my ears. There are whiskers behind my ears. Now I have to shave That's behind it. my ears. Actually, it's That's his, it's his new song. There are whiskers, whiskers behind, behind my ears. Growing <laughs> <my ears. laughs>
1: strong and thick. And, I will, and I'd mate. like
0: to tell you, you for everybody out there who's listening, in this month's edition of Vanity Fair, uh-huh. um, there are whiskers behind Brad Pitt's ears, <gasps> too. No! I'm just Brad saying it had a facelift, he you don't say.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> Brad
0: Pitt dyes his
4: hair. Do you, do you notice do you, like when you look in the mirror, you're like, who's he? I'll tell you it is really He's that attractive
0: It is. It young is young Blade. It's this it is very it is unnerving because you look at your own face, yes. so subtle changes, like if I get like a zit, mm. I am laser focused on it. Mm. Other people I say, did you notice that you know gash in my right, forehead? Right. You're like, really? I, I didn't see anything Not until now. But until you yeah. said something about mm-hmm. it, but me. So to have something this pronounced right. done, because in addition to doing that, he also laser resurfaced my face. He did a really good job because you don't, like you don't yeah. look like Kenny Loggins. You don't
4: look like you don't look Asian. Yeah. <laughs> usually, when men. And Alec can yeah, say that and because I, he I is. I can Asian. say with authority, you yeah. don't look like a Vietnamese woman. Which is usually what men look like after they've had cosmetic procedures. Right. Like, like, like
1: Bruce Joker. Jenner, that kind of thing. Peculiar,
4: yeah. just Peculiar. Just the, Peculiar. And he was good looking to begin with. Right, so, like, right. why did you want to look like. But allow this to yeah. be
1: the moment where we explain to our listeners, this is why we went on a little bit of a hiatus.
4: Yeah, this is, I, we're <laughs> always delighted. You went under.
1: We've always been delighted
0: to do the shows where it's just the audience and the party people and right. us. on right. the, yeah. But I have been healing up for the last, the, the procedure was less you than a real, month You do realize this don't. is a radio no. program and nobody
1: would have seen it. Well, even. we do, we shoot for YouTube and guests would have come in. <laughs> But the guests would have
0: you seen. You could have it. Just the shot problem.
2: the guests. And throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> or, I could, or, or I could have cut hey,
0: eye Eric holes in a bag. <laughs> oh my god,
2: Eric has been burned. <laughs> wrong. Did somebody <sighs>
4: strangle you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
0: was in a terrible fire and a car crash right. at the same time. I went, I went
4: bobbing for apples in a pit full of bees. In boiling <laughs> yeah,
2: water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> boiling oil. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. has been
4: really hard for
1: me. <laughs> We're not talking about me, but I had to stay home and not do the show and download porn, He's and it was selfish. hard. He's selfish. He's selfish. Beautiful. been all about him it's all about him
0: it well, really secretly it really always is it kind oh. of really is that's my thing
4: i had juvederm a couple years ago what oh. is that well juvederm is filler it's right. like yes. it's Botoxy, right. and cuz i've had bags under my eyes since high school and i thought okay well let's do something it didn't make me look that different and um, it, it was expensive and I felt like it didn't make, and it took me a really long time to heal. I looked like I had been married to Ike Turner for like six weeks. <laughs> you know I had two black eyes and and then I didn't look all that different and nobody gave you a concert Those tour. Those are no. Ike Turner fans. We Ike just Turner got fans. Outside. Apologies. Absolutely. Apologies. To all well, the
1: Ike we're, Turner fans out there. Both t- of you. We're going to take a short little break for
4: a word from one of our sponsors
1: but we're going to be back. You actually have a project other than Eric's facelift to talk about. (laughs) Thank God. I
4: actually have something to talk about. That has been the part where we
0: talked about my face and the end. And we have
1: building pressure from our party people to do a repeat of a previous act that you did on our show. But we'll build up to that. We'll work up to that. In the meantime, here's a word from one of our sponsors. Are you tired of idiots?
0: Have you heard One too many ludicrous wingnut conspiracy theories about how our government that can't seem to manage to get pretty much anything done is secretly plotting to deprive us of something? Are you sick of having to be patient with dipshits who don't believe in evolution? Will your head just explode if you have to hear one more moron lying about the Constitution or blathering on about how we should make modern decisions based on some primitive 5,000-year-old nonsense he only says he believes instead of facts or science? Hi, I'm Eric Shawquan. I think we've suffered fools just about long enough. Don't you? Join me in the campaign to criminalize willful stupidity. I'm not talking about being cruel to people who just aren't that bright. I'm talking about the rapidly growing segment of the world population who think that just because they believe something, that means we all should. I'm talking about politicians who are so soulless that they will stand up on national television and deny climate change or evolution or simple, provable economic theory just to get elected and encouraging the truly weak-minded to believe their nonsense in the process. If you're like me, and you'd like to lock up those who support superstition and prejudice to justify inequality, injustice, and just plain doing the wrong thing for their own selfish reasons, even though they clearly should know better, join me and help stamp out stupidity in our lifetime. Let's actually do something that really makes a positive change. Let's put an end to the kind of spectacle we saw in the last Republican primary once and for all. Let's get these idiots off the streets and, more important, off the airwaves. Because, if you're like me, you've suffered just about enough.
1: Paid for by the Committee to Criminalize Stupidity and make pretty much everything else legal that doesn't actually hurt anyone. And we're live at the dinner party and we're show. Still talking we're about that. Live on the air. Alec Mappa, welcome back. This is your second appearance on the Thanks dinner party for show. For me, so you would wow. not stop asking to come back. It's so just we just gave in, begging, <laughs> yes. begging. Yes. yes, we're doing him the big favor. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you that's...
4: would if if the folks at home knew how dressed up this whole studio was. <laughs> everybody's in a tuxedo shirt. I mean, it's at least they're swanky digs. And we outfitted you in a vest. Yeah. Right. what happened in to in your bow tie? I took the bow bow tie. tie. It was strangling me. I felt like I was being strangled by a really weak person. (laughs) By a very silky person. (laughs) That's our silk strangler. The the silk strangler. (laughs) The silk strangler. Fifty Shades of Paisley. That's going to be
1: Eric's new murder mystery series that he's launching. The the silk strangler. The silk strangler. (laughs) The silk (laughs) strangler. All right. You've got a new show.
4: I'm on television. I saw you. I've crawled back onto the TV. I saw you. After three
5: years. The show it is
4: called Showville. Showville on AMC, Thursday nights at 9. We just premiered last like, Thursday. literally Thursday, yes. yeah. And I'm getting very nice comments on Twitter. Good. Um, the premise of the show is it's about small-town talent shows. We call it right. a docuseries because they don't like the words reality television on AMC. Well... Um, It's probably more more real real than most reality
0: television (laughs) I've
4: seen. AMC, the the channel of misogynist meth heads and (laughs) and flesh-eating zombies. They want to keep it classy. Keeping it classy. uh, I found a home. Um, So we land, the premise is me and another person from Los Angeles, a choreographer, this fabulous woman named Lizette Bustamante, who has worked with J-Lo and Brittany and Janet, have an open call for a talent show. We pick four finalists. We work with them on their act for two days. Then we put on the talent show in front of the whole town. They vote for their favorite performer, and that person wins ten thousand dollars. And I love two things about your show. One, you don't show the terrible
0: acts. Mm-hmm. Like I've, Christopher is too grand to have auditioned this way. But I, you, I don't know about <laughs> That's you. Not you, but, true. But what those, do you mean? Those cattle, cattle call auditions, auditions where you I go and you have to sit there two and grand. watch people get up and be terrible. Right. Oh yeah. Just, it's. Heartbreaking. Well,
4: the thing is like— And you uh, don't show that. Well, and I we, appreciate that you didn't on, show that. We kept on—the the predominant message we kept on getting in all the social media was— we're, we're so glad you're not mocking these people. Yes. Yes.
1: yes that was my reaction. Yeah, I watched the, the pilot this mm-hmm. afternoon and I said, the show is not about denigrating no. or embarrassing no. someone. And I imagine that the challenge for you is meeting people where they actually are in yes. terms of their skills get, and in terms of what they want to do because they're not all trying to be pop divas. Right. My favorite couple from the pilot are, are the Irish penny
4: whistlers. Uh, yeah, Am Randy and Darlene. Right? So yeah. adorable. Randy, yeah, the scops and Magie, yes. Which is a Dutch word meaning sheep. I was
0: also crazy about Magie. I magique, wasn't as crazy about Magie. Yeah.
4: We we could, you know, one of the acts in the show is we follow these people to work and right. we couldn't follow Majik to work because he worked in a senior care center. Oh, okay. Because uh, we couldn't get releases because all these folks yeah. are locked away by their loved ones miles away. So we couldn't, you know, get the releases. But he does magic shows for all <laughs> yeah, the seniors. Executorship was difficult to determine. I know. The right.
1: attorney. Yeah.
0: Right. right. Can
4: Aunt Phyllis be on television? Just sign here. <laughs> Can she so, come out to play? Right. Um, <laughs> So he does magic tricks and he coordinates all the activities for the people in the senior citizens. Oh, zone. that's lovely. Yeah, he was he was absolutely lovely. <laughs> but he lovely. was so
0: thrilled. Like the other thing, so much The other it thing, that, so the other to thing him. that I loved about the show was being reminded that there are plenty of people left in the world to whom winning ten thousand dollars is a. big <laughs> BFD. Yeah. I know, because to uh, us it was
4: like what like a bag full of groceries at Whole Foods. They were <laughs> like, <laughs> thrilled. You know, yeah, they
0: like, were. And yeah. it was and anywhere people are like a billion here, a billion there. But, you, you know, know it,
4: it was beyond I the money. It. I think it was the thing for them was Holland, Michigan. It's it's a it's a summer town. You know, people go there for all the festivals in the summer. Oh, yeah? okay. And all of the people on our pilot episode were people who work on all the street festivals all summer long. Mm. Got it. That and makes perfect sense. they work sense. at the Renaissance Fairs. They work at the street festivals. And they do it year after year. So they have kind of a local notoriety. But this was a chance for them really to be celebrated by the entire town okay. and on television. Let's, so they were thrilled by that.
1: Let's talk about Asthmatic Blueberries. The
4: fact <laughs> that you did not advance,
1: <laughs> even though one member of Asthmatic Blueberries was the cutest little guy I've ever laid eyes on.
4: cutest thing ever. Where just, you didn't show them playing. They follow me on Twitter, if you guys oh, are listening. Oh. Hi, Asthmatic Blueberries. It, 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 why, why, how, how were
1: they? What was their act? We didn't see any good. of them perform. We just saw them be they, cute.
4: They were, a little, they were a cute little pop act.
1: Now, there were synthesizers, so were they like Vangelis, or what were they
4: like? <laughs> it was kind of electronic pop music, and they sang a little ditty, and it was charming. But I think what the, what the producers uh, consult with us, the judges, but they have the final call because they do the precasting. And mm. to them, it's really about story. It's Hmm. really about like who has the most interesting backstory, who has the most interesting home life. So Randy and Darlene made it into the show because his hobby is killing things. He's really into right. pest control, pest control. Mm-hmm. and and uh, the penny whistles were really yeah. great. Yeah, and then the sideshow act made it in because he, he collects cockroaches. So freaked me out. He <laughs> so freaked <laughs> me know. out. I didn't the like cockroaches and the,
0: the the mouse traps on his tongue. And there was lying a down on those it knives. onto the show. Oh I was God. asking them how
4: they met, and they said, "Well, you know, we found out we had a lot in common. We're both part of the leather community, and oh, um, uh... and we and we share the same faith. So they're part of the um, uh, Michigan." Leather Christian community. Okay,
0: the yeah. Lutherans for leather.
1: Which explains that joke that you made when you were standing next to him backstage, and he's all in leather, and you said, yes. "Normally, when I'm against a man with this much leather on, there's alcohol involved."
4: Al- hey, good memory. I watched it you just watched this afternoon. It? You told me to watch the pilot. You were like, "Watch the goddamn at pilot!" Gunpoint. I'm not coming on your
0: epic
1: show. i point.
4: Like,
0: okay,
1: Alex.
2: Okay, I'll do like, it. Let
0: it's all know. about friendship here. But at I'm the glad General you liked Party it. Show. I did like yeah. it, and
1: I liked it for that reason. It I think, was sweet. I thought yes, it
0: was charming. We, I thought it was really. I don't and like it changes reality each shows. week. It changes these week. Where are you because, going next week?
4: Uh, next week, we go to Rhode Island. We go to South oh, Kingston, wow. Rhode Island, where the people are flinty. That Christopher a, went to school it's a, in it's Rhode a, Island. They're they're an old fisherman town. They're an old oh, fishing okay. town. And so they, they survived very harsh winters. And so they were less kind, they were less affable than hmm. the people of Holland, Michigan, which is the second happiest town in America. I
0: saw. Who what was the happiest? Um,
4: it's someplace in Hawaii, which oh, I don't well, think is fair. Cheating. Like it. It. it's so fair. hard to yeah. be happy in well, Hawaii. It's a tough yeah. job, yeah. yeah. But, but somebody's um, gotta do it. Michigan uh, well, we go to um South Kingston, Rhode Island, and they were kind of flinty. They were, they were tough. right? But, um, and then the crowd of the night, without giving too much away, was also different than they were in Holland, Michigan. Well, that was one of the things
1: I loved about Holland, Michigan, yeah. was the crowd. They kept showing this older woman with gray hair. Oh, it yeah, was just who like, was like the greatest delighted. moment of her life. It yeah. reminded me of my Aunt Karen. She reacts that way to things like the grocery store and ice skating. It's just magical. Yeah. Yeah. And they just kept Without giving too over much over away.
4: away, when we get to Rhode Island, it becomes a blood sport.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, Do your it's, donut it's, it's, it's lady in Rhode, Rhode Island. Dome. I had this experience. I was in school there. This is one of my favorite stories. I went to the Dunkin' Donuts late at night after I had imbibed a little. As one does. As one does. In college. This woman with her fabulous hair extensions and eight-inch fingernails was trying to enlist me in a donut special of some kind, (laughs) and I wasn't interested. And she was like, no, if I give you like 40 donuts, you can do this. You can put them in the box. And I said, thank you, but no. Was she working on commission? I said, thank you, but no. And then there was a little pause, and she turned around, and she started. Giving me the donuts I did want, and she turns around and goes, You don't have any friends who could eat these
2: <laughs> And I was like, Please just let me
4: leave.
5: <laughs> Please, I don't know what's
4: happening and I'm stoned. <laughs> That's a beautiful exchange. It was really that was yeah. Rhode Island. You I don't was know the backstory year. that you know yeah. there were there were high probably high stakes involved. She her.
1: was probably penalized five dollars for uh-huh. every donut that was uh, there on the end of her. Because you weren't something. stoned enough to eat forty donuts. <laughs> I really wasn't. (laughs) But her idea was I should go back to the dorm at 4 in the morning and begin handing these donuts out to everyone. What he
0: needed to do was sober
4: up. Now we can't stop him from eating donuts. that's the difference between me and you, Christopher. I would have caved. I would have been like, all right. Let me tell you something.
1: If it had been a Krispy Kreme, it would have been a
4: very (sighs) different ending
0: to that. I have sat across the table while that man ate a whole box of Krispy Kreme.
4: I ate a box of Krispy Kremes on September 11th, 2001. Okay. Because I felt like if this is the end. Are you yeah. saying that would co- that's this is, this what was is, responsible yeah, for that the was, disaster? that was my response.
1: Oh, that
0: was to your response. It didn't cause I said it. If,
4: the end, if the end is coming, then Might this well is how donuts, I'm going yeah. to now, Alec, I'm gonna we, eat a box of donuts. We Go have a lot, lot of people.
1: That's really moving. Um, we have a <laughs> yeah, lot of <laughs> people. So anyway, I'm really touched. Yes, Showville is available online. I think it's available for download online, through Amazon can, and yes, iTunes. Yes, and you can
4: also watch it on amctv.com.
1: AMCTV.com. Excellent. Well, we have Jordan Ampersand, and you did a report. This is about medical news, so I think this is a good lead. I can't wait. Jordan Ampersand. All right, so we're going to go to Jordan Ampersand, and then we'll be back for the dessert interview, which is a long, uninterrupted segment with (laughs) Alex uh, Mappa, brother. All right, well, let's see how this goes. Better than you think. While critic-at-large Jordan Ampersand remains one of our most popular special correspondents here at the Dinner Party Show, his installments have a tendency to lose focus and spiral dangerously out of control. Since Jordan so rarely files actual reports on cultural happenings when he visits the studio, we gave him the instruction that at least once a month he had to do a report on location. This week, he took Eric Shaw Quinn to the ambulance ramp of the emergency room at Cedars-Sinai Hospital. Oh, dear. Okay, here it goes. What are we doing here?
5: It's like reality TV. Aren't you excited?
0: No, I'm not excited. I hate reality television.
5: Stop calling it television when you should just say TV. It makes you sound like you're from the Middle Ages.
0: I think you mean Middle Age.
5: Don't tell me what I'm thinking.
0: That shouldn't be hard. You, you don't think anything at all.
5: I meant to say Middle Ages.
0: They didn't have television in the Middle Ages.
5: Oh, TV. Talk like a normal person so people will like you. Yeah. Oops. Hey, get out of here! Hasn't anyone ever told you it's bad luck to push someone in front of an ambulance?
0: It's bad luck to hang out on an ambulance ramp for no reason. What are we doing here, Jordan?
5: Fine, since you guys think I'm so dumb just because I don't care about reading or working or what won't start a fun fire in the microwave, I thought I would prove that I can be cultural. collateral, collateral, Cultural? Yeah, that. I thought I'd prove that I could be that word, by bringing you here to the best hospital in L.A. and giving you some very important medical news.
0: Jordan, medical news is not part of what we call culture. It's part of science, which is a completely different subject that we have never, ever asked you to report on.
5: Well, you guys don't have a science reporter, so I'd say that I'm fulfilling a need here, and Mm -hmm. yet I'm not hearing a thank you. Oh,
0: Christopher and I cover science stories live on the air. We do not need or want a science reporter. Furthermore, our audience does not want a science reporter either.
5: Your audience just wants to talk about unattractive people hating unattractive people, and that is discrimination.
0: That's a little wordy for you. Light bright.
5: Yeah, well, I read it in a sharply critical review of your show on your iTunes page. <laughs>
0: yes, the review that you had your one intelligent friend write for you.
5: The same
1: review we told you to take down. The iTunes page for The Dinner Party Show is a great place to post bitchy things about Jordan Ampersand. Visit our iTunes page and post a review of the show that wasn't written by an idiot.
5: What was that?
1: Jordan, this is ridiculous. I'm leaving.
5: No, I have to report on this. Report on what? Science people have discovered a strain of drug resistant gonorrhea.
0: I think you mean drug-resistant.
5: Right, but it's very serious. Yes,
0: it is, which is why you are the last person we want reporting on it.
5: Why not? Because you
0: are the critic at large, and this has nothing to do with culture.
5: Um, hello, they have to take cultures to find out if you have it. Oh,
0: that's
5: totally different thing. Okay, fine. But it's about the other kinds of cultures, too, because it cuts to the heart of all of my cultures. How is that exactly? It's an STD that keeps you from getting high. Oh, it's God's like the worst sake. thing ever. It's like Pat Robertson made it in his lab.
0: Pat Robertson doesn't have labs, and he knows as much about science as you do.
5: Hello, I have an internet connection. I know all about science. And you
0: should know that drug-resistant does not mean that you can't get high. While you have it, it means it can't be treated with the usual antibiotics.
5: Whatever, it's here and it's coming for us.
0: No, it isn't. See, in the short time I've been researching this on my phone, I found a statement from the Center for Disease Controls dated May 8th of this year, which says the recent spate of news articles claiming that cases of drug-resistant gonorrhea have been identified in the United States are entirely inaccurate. In fact, the H401 strain has not been detected since it was first discovered in Japan four years ago, and the CDC would like to remind everyone that the currently recommended gonorrhea treatment regimens remain effective for the United States.
5: Okay, and you can still get high if you have it? Why, I get What did I say about pushing me in front of ambulances?
0: You said it was bad luck. And as long as I'm forced to work with you, my luck can't get any worse.
5: Where are you going? My report is not finished yet.
0: Oh, yeah. What important medical news are you going to tackle next? How to fake an injury so you can get examined by a hot doctor?
5: How did you know? Because
0: nothing about you is a surprise, Jordan. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for dessert, brought to you by your sister's new husband who's had way too much wine.
1: I mean, everybody's cheated at least
0: once, right?
1: I I, I mean, am I right?
0: The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Sort of, you're sort of Eric Shaw Quinn. I'm Christopher Rice, and I'm and, not
4: letting you talk. And, and I'm Adam Lambert. <laughs> oh, I
1: wish if you were Adam. Oh. What would you do to Adam I, Lambert? I would ask What's you out game? to a nice dinner. Really? I was listed because this show is ultimately yes. about me, even though yes. you're here to talk about your new show, Showville well, it it on AMC. All over it. I was listed by He's some website Rice, by as a uh, as a potential replacement for Adam Lambert's <laughs> as boyfriend, as a sacrificial
2: lamb, as, as somebody that me. Adam
1: Lambert could devour from head <laughs> yes. down. <laughs> yes, first. Uh, and, uh, alter. I, I would not mind. I would not mind. He's a very young, talented bear He's talented. super talented.
4: Here's why yeah. it won't work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is what friends are for. He
1: says as he, as he looks at me very closely. Two flowers, no
4: gardener. What does that mean? It means that you, somebody has to tend to the oh. person, and right now Adam is busy uh-huh. and you're busy, Alec and nobody's calling me you, a star. You I think you need yeah. to kind yeah. of like nurture one another, yeah. and and somebody he's he's gone all the time. Right, right. Now oh, if that's that what you cool. want, Great. now there was a time <laughs> where perfect. I thought that Anderson Cooper and I could have had something special, <laughs> Right. because he'd never be home, right. so we'd always be having reunion sex. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And I would say, How was Termekistan? And he'd fall asleep, right? Right, right, right. right and right. that's fine.
0: Right, Be- before he told you, because right, God right. knows God Jesus Hell, uh, bore. Jesus. Right. Yeah.
4: But, um, uh, you know, I think that you guys could have a great thing in terms of reunion sex. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm all You for should that. you should try to make that happen and then write a book about it. Well, I'm being followed <laughs> followed on Twitter. He would
1: make me sign something first. The smart ones all do. You oh, sign some really? non-disclosure agreement. Oh, really? How many agreement. non-disclosure
4: agreements have you signed? I've signed so many. <laughs> all of them in Tennessee. There um, was that one with Paul Lynn. Yes, Paul uh, Lynn. And uh, yes. the one with uh, Louis Anderson. Well, well, wait a minute. Let's <laughs> up the something game a little bit.
1: Um, all the members of various boy bands. I was and... referring to myself. Oh, okay, okay. So we were talking earlier about your show, Showville. Showville. Which Eric mistakenly called Storyville on Facebook. I don't know if you know, but Storyville was the famous <laughs> prostitute district in old-time New Orleans. No, That's I just... called
0: it that on the promo <laughs> <wishful> for this <laughs> week's <laughs> no, show. <laughs> no, really? Yes. It's running Alec on... Alec been run... star of Storyville. It's been running on, on our radio <laughs> station played, all week. He plays an old New Orleans <laughs> hooker. Yeah. May have gotten you some viewers hey. that you weren't expecting. Hey,
2: there you go.
4: The
1: other thing that you have going on, which we don't, we were so interesting, we can wander off into things. You have a Kickstarter campaign I going. I do. I'm
4: begging for money on the internet. But, <laughs> but you've almost reached your goal, uh, I it. We are it. 80% funded with 27 days to go, and it's for my new comedy special, Baby Daddy, which I've been performing all over uh, the country, which you whoa. saw. Yes. Yes. And uh, so I'm filming it, and then I want to sell it, and uh, we're filming it in July, and I'm raising the money so I can pay my crew. Right. I'm kind of past the point where people are doing me favors for free. Yeah.
1: And this would be the camera crew that has to film it or your the, theatrical the, crew the, as well? The
4: camera crew that has to film it. We right. have a, a, an amazing director of photography, lighting people, a director, a right. music people who are really going to put it together in this beautiful way. And I want to pay them a wage because right. we're all married with kids. and uh, Yeah. This yeah. is what we do for a living. So I'm it's not a getting a cent. But if I sell it, you know, I might be able to redo my kitchen. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. fingers yeah. crossed. It's the big, lofty goals that make us right, who we are. Right.
0: It's those kitchens that you're redoing to keep us working. So if you
4: go to kickstarter.com and you uh, do a search for Alec Mompa, you can see uh, our Kickstarter video. Mm -hmm. My son is in it. He appears in all the update videos. He's hilarious. Mm I met him at the show. Yeah, he's he's fun stuff. And um,
1: so hopefully we'll be funded. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think we have the link to the Kickstarter campaign up on our Facebook page, but if we don't already, we will. Okay. Soon. Oh, thanks, you guys. We'll ask Shea Butters, our manservant, yeah. to do that. Absolutely. Shea
4: Butters is your manservant. Shea Butters is your yeah. manservant.
1: Very sensitive about the name, so don't, yeah. He's, don't, really, don't bring it up. He's oh, he's such sensitive about everything. What does
4: Shea Butters look like? What uh, doesn't he look like? <laughs> He looks like any number of things. He
1: does. I never see him because he's usually in the liquor closet.
4: Oh, yeah, well, absolutely! You
1: liquor, you brought her. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know what I did, Eric, with the <laughs> words, my God. with the words, liquor in front, poker I got, back. It, I got okay. it. I got it. Okay, everybody got it.
4: But I'm, Kickstarter is nerve wracking. It's really like you're really putting your self esteem out in the line. Yeah, it's like and putting I, your ego yeah, on yeah, eBay. Yeah. Jesus Christ! And
1: is it just because of the How watching? How much will you pay for my ego? Is that is that why it's unnerving? Or do people send you comments and interact with you? How How is it unnerving? Well, what if nobody
4: donated? I Exactly, which is oh. what happened to Melissa Joan Hart. <gasps> really? Yes, it did. She wanted to uh, fund an indie romantic comedy that she was interested in doing. Oh. She wanted to raise $2 million, and she had to shut down her Kickstarter because nobody was funding it. And
0: it was too embarrassing. God, a rom-com. Am I really?
1: gonna be making it about me if I say that I met Melissa Joan Hart and she thought I was cute? Everybody no, <laughs> drank. No, no, Everybody drank. I
4: thought you were gonna go. I had plastic surgery too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart gave me a facelift on Kickstarter. No, no a cat. Um, um,
4: so what t- wait, paint the picture. What was that like? No, no, it, it's not a. Good was it story. during Sabrina? No, was it? it was.
1: We were. I was walking the floor God. with Ma, my mother, Anne Rice, novelist <laughs> and pornographer. Uh, I was walking the floor of Nat <laughs> perhaps.
4: You've heard of her.
1: <laughs> Last week on the show, I read some of her erotic porn novels. From the she's she's Sleeping are you novels, I didn't, more, yeah. I didn't get very far, but everybody wants me to read more. Pubis, he got to pubis. pubis. And that was his thumb on the pubis, and I that was and Pubis book. was Where... not the name of a fun sidekick. Not, was... Those
2: books
4: were very educational. I heard about shit in those books that I've never heard of. Every... Well, as I always say, you
0: know, straight people. There are eight billion people in the world, and we had nothing to that do with that chapter. With somebody, okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. They get up. It involves bells yeah, and
4: nipples. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Enough. Is that weird enough. for you? Yes, it's mocked?
1: weird for me. That's why we did the sketch. Oh.
0: So could we talk about it's some totally more? Weird. Let's go there. You we're
1: supposed to be talking about the 30 seconds where Melissa Joan
2: Hart. Who gives to me, a shit? Wow, Let's you're talk cute. about
0: your mom's pornography. <laughs> Apparently, no one. <laughs> now, now, let let me ha- you did something. you hear about
1: her Kickstarter campaign? <laughs> <laughs> if Melissa Joan Hart had done a Kickstarter campaign to star in my mother's pornography, she would have some money now. She wouldn't would have she? two million
4: dollars. How can we? Is
1: mom on the page? Shay, get mom on the page and see if she wants Melissa Joan Hart to be. Be Sleeping Beauty. I think
0: the mistake was rom
1: com and not Melissa Joan Hart. I think <laughs> in, everybody's seen just in, about enough of that time. And Yeah. Okay, we have to stop talking about this. But I've just been informed We're that your Kickstarter link is now on our Facebook page. Hot diggity. Shea Butters. Absolutely. Sometimes
4: very, when he's not hashtag giving hashtag us a hard Christopher time. Rice problem. Don't you hate it when your mother like, publishes
2: porn <laughs> and it's so
0: embarrassing? Humble brag. <laughs> Christopher oh Rice.
2: Oh my God. It's so the hashtag
0: for the show should be called Humble <laughs> Brag. Christopher Rice's humble brag. Christopher <laughs> Christopher.
2: And
1: Eric Shaw Quinn's oh, humble brag. Mom, you I Mom, another porn book again? I don't again? have any humility. <laughs> anyway,
4: what were we talking about? You have some show. I don't know. You're... Baby Daddy. Oh, I'm on Showville and, and the Kickstarter campaign. Well, you
0: know, Baby Daddy is where I first heard Alex sing that wonderful uh-huh. song. Are we going to do a reprise? I think we We should are. do it now because
4: I'm pretty drunk. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Um, Brandon, do you think you could locate that particular piece of music? I think, and we want to, okay, here we go, we're going. (laughs) Okay, okay,
4: this is Betty Davis singing a Miley Cyrus song in karaoke.
2: Hopped off the bus at LAX with a dream and a cardigan. (laughs) Welcome to the land of fame accepted. Am I going to fit in? Jump in a cab, here I am for the first time. Look to my left and I see the Hollywood sign. It's all so crazy. Everybody looks so famous. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio. And a cheesy song was on. And a cheesy song was on. And a cheesy song was on. Put my hands up, hands in the air. No one's gonna be okay. I'm moving my head like yeah, I'm nodding my hips like yeah. I put my hands up to playing my song. I know I'm gonna be okay. Yes! It's a party in the USA. Yes! It's a party in the USA. Don't make me do that again. Oh my god, you're doing it for the rest of the show. We can all go home.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't uh, breathe. That's my favorite oh my thing. God.
0: And... What, our Nick, our wonderful camera helper, got YouTube video of that, which will be posted later on. Terrific. And that's in Baby Daddy. So if yes. you want to see the whole song and the rest of the performance Excellent. that goes with tie-in. that, you can go to Kickstarter and help fund the project. See,
1: Excellent tie yeah. Well
0: done. See, so well I just done. want him to do it every time he comes on the show because right. it's Once my a favorite month, thing. Once a month, we're going to but... have you come right. on and we do have it, it now. to come up with different songs. Well, I'll we had our, our
1: party people on the page started suggesting different songs as different people. Oh, and what do they come up with? Uh, let me scroll down to that, but as, a, as I said it up. Let's see. Um, uh, no, that's about Krispy Kreme. No, that's my mother. Heckling <laughs> we'll get us back
2: has you. the fresh sign come on? <laughs> <laughs> Are they hot?
1: <laughs> Michael Minch would like you to perform Space Oddity by David Bowie as Betty Davis in honor of Bowie's reemergence. Okay, you don't have to do that now. You can just take Ground the note
2: control to major top. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make a hockey out of that. And puppy. the
0: best part is seeing that come out of your face. That's <laughs> the part the that I love. And he even does for those of you at home, he does the cigarette, do the cigarette in the one hand, even I'm though gay. there's no cigarette, but the two fingers go up as soon as he
1: starts to get the character.
0: I, I it's like just I like perfect.
4: incongruity.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect content. Text. It's the beatific, joyful expression on your face as you do it, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just
0: brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Not that everything you do isn't brilliant, but that one always uh, just really takes me out. So you're having a show on AMC. It's called Showville. Did we
1: talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell the Oprah story again? You know what? It's Kathy Griffin's Oprah story. I know. Kathy Griffin's story. No, I'm not telling it again. I feel
4: terrible about the whole Oprah
1: situation. What's happening with Oprah?
4: That station is awful. It's It's unwatchable. Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's talk about that because I don't watch it. So tell me. She
2: had one one whole day.
4: Listen, I'm the biggest Oprah fan from way back when. I love Oprah. and, And I occasionally. Like look at the D V R guide of like what's coming up next. Right. A couple of weekends ago, she had like two days marathon of meter maids of Dallas. Like the real police women of Dallas. What? Like that was like t- for twenty four hours, like a whole marathon is like, do you not want us to watch at all? Right, do you like really? Like this is are there technical difficulties and I you're just I just can't believe that she left that fantastic program to do like an entire network full of really horrible programming.
1: Well, what was she gonna do? Oprah just talked to people for fifteen years. I mean like twenty-five. I, okay, fine. Twenty-five. She didn't <laughs> like
4: when does that become well, so awful that you don't want to do it anymore? Well, here's the thing.
1: Well, how old is Barbara uh, Barbara? How many Walters? times have you interviewed Jennifer Aniston? I don't know.
2: <laughs>
4: I think
1: part of it is Oprah is actually a really good actress and she should be in she something is. on her network.
4: But she has a the new movie coming out, The Butler.
1: I didn't know about this.
4: Where she uh, plays the wife it's of the Oprah butler expert. at the ho- at the White House, who's played by who's that Oscar-winning actor with the cross eye? Tyler he was Perry. In, uh, no, he oh. was an uh, African-American actor. He was in uh, the King of Scotland. This is like Forrest that game. Whitaker. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Love him. Yeah, okay. brain fart. Did you see it? Yeah, I like totally blanked. Um, so he plays he's he he plays a butler at the he's White House over like coat. like six. Presidents. Okay. And Oprah is his wife. I see. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: I was told, and the the real Oprah story was that if Beloved had been a bigger hit at the box office, she was going to leave her show. And that was going to be it. Yeah. And Beloved was a bomb at the box office, and so she didn't leave her show. She must have been
4: furious because she lost like 100 pounds.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think she lost a lot of her own money in that in that really? movie. Really, she had so much. Yeah. I'm I mean, not sure yeah. that she would have noticed. Kickstarter
4: that. wasn't around then. Oprah actually she could have saved owns a buck or two.
1: my right leg, but anyway, uh, that's a long <laughs> have story. Have you met her? I have not met her, but my mother, novelist Anne Rice, has yes. been on the show once. And what was her experience? Uh, her experience was it was back in the day when Oprah was sort of equivalent with Donahue. So she went out into the audience and interviewed people. Yes, it was very, and like the guests the next week were, are there Satanists? Like it was, Oprah was not <laughs> Oprah yet.
2: But she had on
1: novelists. We all have to start somewhere. She had on a panel of novelists. I'm here. And uh, Susan Isaacs was one, and I don't know if Sidney Sheldon was on or not. And they and were Irma interviews. Bombeck. That's fun. Oh, and my mother wow. issued a very um, full-throated uh, defense of, of uh, just give me a tissue. I can't. I, I can only do so many hand signals. Sorry. <laughs> My mother issued a very full-throated defense of her pornography, which was met with a wall of frosty silence by Oprah. <laughs> My mother said, I have uh, written these uh, erotic novels that yes. are about S&M sex and sexuality and fantasy, and I'm very proud of them, and I will never dismiss them. And my mom said, Oprah just stared at her from the audience.
4: This was before the book club was yes. in full effect.
1: And this was also before a very She's probably unfortunate— thinking about her lunch plans. <laughs> There was also ugliness about Interview with the Vampire that I won't go into because it's the really?
4: actually interesting story. Yeah. Well, if she had said, like, you know, the books were about onion rings, maybe she would have been more enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: wow.
1: dipping potato chips in uh, ice
0: cream.
2: Isn't that her favorite wow. thing?
1: Is that her thing? I like dipping chocolate bars in peanut butter. Nothing's wrong with that. While listening to Fever by Adam Lambert, which (laughs) was played earlier. I prefer almond (laughs) butter myself. Adam
4: Lambert, the the romance that didn't work out, hypothetically. absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to our fourth
1: hour with Alec Mappa here on the Dinner Party (laughs) (laughs) Show. I've only told 16 Anne Rice stories. This is like the Labor
4: Day telethon with Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
5: Ladies! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jerry Lewis! Women aren't funny, but I... Yeah, why? Women aren't funny? What is this? Margaret Cho, who's that? Yeah!
1: (laughs) Jerry Lewis said this week that women aren't
4: funny. Again, with the women aren't funny thing. Oh,
0: Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis said something mean and unpleasant. Wow, what a shock. Well, let me tell you something. This else. just in. Jerry Lewis continues to be a mean I guy. I want to see
4: the unreleased Jerry Lewis Holocaust movie. What? The Day the Clown Cried. Right. It's from 1972, and he did a whole uh, like Holocaust movie. He kind of lost it.
0: He went into and, the studio
4: and kind of went. And, 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 and it's never been seen.
1: Wow. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. We have to get our hands on that. This
4: it, is going to be our It adventure. is so legendary. you got a Mission the, Impossible. The Animaniacs impossible.
0: actually did a special episode devoted entirely to the filming. Of Are you Crown Cry. I, I absolutely, I, I kid Can you not. Can we have the Animaniacs, the Animaniacs on our show? I love the Animaniacs. <laughs> Wasn't that a great so, show? I would be so happy if they come on. Yeah, but you should find the episode. I was it's having a there.
4: nervous breakdown when that show was on the air, and it really got me through.
0: Because of that show? Oh, Because no. of
4: that show. No, I was yeah. broke. And living in the valley, and just like
0: <gasps> in Reseda, but the fact that they lived in the water tower at, Wa- at Warner Hysterical. Brothers made you feel better about Hysterical. yourself. Hysterical, yeah. yeah that I was love such the good Animaniacs; I'm crazy about them. Yeah, there are a few cartoons that just really get me through. Okay, right. but
1: are we going to respond to Jerry Lewis's assertion that women aren't funny? You know what? Why? How can you argue with somebody who's just going to be a moron?
0: It's, you know,
4: it's. I think it's it's generational. I I don't think it's well thought out. I right. don't think he really means it.
0: Yeah, I think he's just being rash, and I think yeah. if Phyllis Diller was still alive, she'd just punch him in the face, and ah, we'd all go Ah, Jerry. Yeah.
4: So you know, I, I I don't think that he really means it at all. I don't think he. I think he's being very reactionary, and 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 I'm only saying that because I'm a huge Jerry Lewis fan. <laughs> Are you? Are you from French Polynesia? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am.
0: Maybe.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
4: You too. Not not so much.
0: I've um. never really been the biggest. When I was a kid, I was crazy about Jerry Lewis, but as an adult, it's just sort of like... Oh, <laughs> this is infantile. There's so much
1: shtick, it's really the wears kind of, down in <laughs> That kind of is how Eric was. Eric says that when he was a child, when he was eight years old, he just wanted to sit around, have coffee, and talk about what was going on in the neighborhood. And oh, smoke oh. cigarettes, but they wouldn't let and me smoke cigarettes. Well, see, we you know,
4: cigarettes. I was Sherman Clump. That's who I was in the third grade, with my glasses, corrective shoes, and a retainer all at the same time. But the I Jerry
1: was... Lewis version, not the Eddie Murphy no, version. No, not the okay. Eddie Murphy I He was was the original. The the original original, Sherman professor. Yeah, yeah. Alec, we're almost out of time. Oh, no. Uh, Do you have any other incendiary messages you want to put out before the public? We've told them about your Kickstarter campaign for Baby Daddy. And and we posted the link on Facebook. Yes, yes,
4: on Facebook. And uh, Showville every Thursday night at 9. Please watch. Every Thursday night at 9. I'll be watching. Yeah, I really love having a job. So please watch. Oh, like us on Facebook because AMC isn't really watching the numbers. They're watching the effect on social media. That's kind of how we do it. So if everybody likes us on Facebook, that's Give away a phone watch.
0: call with Ann Rice. It works. It really, really works
1: like a charm.
0: Does it really? We really we blew up. We added yeah. like nearly ten thousand people to our Facebook
1: page. We're just gonna have my mom call everybody.
0: Can We're I make her a
4: Kickstarter crazy. level? <laughs> like if you donate the last, the remaining five thousand dollars, I would think Alec that Anne people Rice might actually
0: want to talk to you. I think you might even be able to give away your own phone call. There you
1: go. Alec right. Mappa and Melissa Joan Hart we'll call you, will conference call you at home. <laughs>
4: I see a sketch. I, I think
1: so. I see a mini series. I see a mini series.
0: I, I
4: smell mini series. I yeah. see myself drunk right now in my iPhone camera. Excellent. I like, have two gonna, glasses of champagne.
1: We're going to let you go get drunk as big as you. And then you're going to stick around and we're going to take a drunk photo with you in front of our logo, <gasps> which we'll post on Facebook page. Right. But anyway, what are we going to do for all the rest of this time? We have an, a special installment of our series, Best Served warm coming up after that. And uh-huh. then we're gonna wrap up the show like we usually do. Don't question me live on here You know to that god. never here goes Here we well. go again. I spend all day on this outline. Yeah,
0: I wish everybody could have been in the studio when he closed the show early when we was like, oh my god, Daddy, why are we got it? it's Chris Christmas I, I don't say. remember who it was. We, we could have kept talking. I don't know why we and did was Why somebody did I close the liked show liked I got talking? Hernique.
1: to We like talking to all our guests, but I kind of got him out. I think I had to go to the bathroom. That was it. And and then I realized, no, we still have to do the show until seven. I think he should have just gotten up and gone. I don't think
0: anybody. Well, you yeah. know what?
4: I'm just glad that I was the person to kind of break the ice on the whole uh, plastic surgery. I swear thing. to God, I said from the I, two minutes, it took him two minutes from the time he to walked go, in the what's, door to the studio. To go, why do you
0: look different? What happened to your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why do you look different? Why do you look different? He was
1: nicer about it. I'm yeah. giving like comforting guest chatter, and he's looking straight at you and just peering Golly, at you. what? What's that look? Did you notice that? Yeah. That notice yeah. That? yeah why, I
0: think if he hadn't been to the pool party first, he may have been able to tell from the parking lot. <laughs> (laughs) Before he ever even got into the building. I smell a facelift.
2: I said it, I
0: said when Alec was the next guy, I said, Yeah, I wonder how long it's gonna take him and I wonder what he's gonna say. I wanna thank you for being as kind as you've been. There should have been a timer. You really should have been because
4: they did a good job.
0: You've been very kind, I appreciate it. Which is a warning to all of you if they don't do a good job, he's not gonna be as kind. (laughs) So heads up Absolutely. with premiering your face work to Alex. I will scream out loud and then faint. <laughs> well, the the thank you is so bad. much for your kindness and for coming on the show. Come
4: back. You're welcome. Come back
1: all the time. Absolutely. Oh, thank thanks, you, you guys. We'll have Anytime you on you got at got to least sell. once a week. You
4: like me. You really like me. We really do. Kind of.
1: Absolutely. And now it's time for another installment of our special not series. not in that way. <laughs> Best Served Warm. Shh. <laughs>
0: And now, in keeping with the Dinner Party Show's commitment to community enrichment, it's time for another.
3: Good evening. I am Sir Harthian, lead counsel for the Minders of the Third Stratus Outer Belt of Lotharian, and this is Best Served Warm. Many planets attempt to resist the invasive drone forces of superior races with rousing speeches about the supposed communal spirit of their native population. For superior beings such as myself, these can make for pesky annoyances and can often lead to troublesome bits of warfare on the surfaces of planets you merely want to rape for their natural resources. But for an invasive alien species like mine, it's important to remember that the motion pictures produced by the people of a planet called Earth can provide us with a false sense of the actual capacity for endurance and prolonged struggle among these bipedal primate-descended beings who pepper the galaxy. While their creative reproductions of hypothetical alien invasions might tempt a superior species to delay or cancel a perfectly legitimate resource-gathering mission, I'd like to remind you that they all share one great weakness in common, sugar. So while your soon-to-be subjects may greet your first sky-rending forces of quantum accelerator-powered drones with a speech about nationalism, or the intense family bonds between members of their lower orders, a precise drop of about six billion Twinkies will have them eating out of your hand in no time flat. Ha, ha, ha. Literally. Ha, ha, ha. Remember fellow Suraharthians, Thwackmolians, and Santorabachmans? Despite what they may claim, Homo sapiens enjoy the taste of many things more than they enjoy the taste of freedom. I'm Sir Harthian, lead counsel for the minders of the Third Stratus Outer Belt of Lotharian, and this is Best Served War.
1: Well, that was disturbing. Did you have kind of a blackout? I kind of did. Did it, something happen? I,
0: I, I'm I not know. really sure. I think
1: Alec Mappa spiked our drinks. Speaking of which, he did not eat one of his cookies, and I'm eating all of them when the show is over. Well, that's because he's
0: got a gift box of cookies waiting for him in the lobby to take home.
1: What Evs? You always know the right answer to everything. Every I do. On.
0: I know it all. So why bother? Why bother saying anything else? Absolutely.
1: Well, any final thoughts? Oh my God! Here <laughs> we're back to this. <laughs> Next week we have Paul V Vitagliano, who is wow, known he's been throughout. been practicing that. I have. Well, I got a phonetic spelling of it from Paul himself. He has a book called "Born This Way," which is a collection of short, sweet, and truthful stories about coming of age. <laughs> Somebody's banging on the door. Big noise in our studio. We don't know where it came from. Maybe we're under attack. Maybe. Anyway, Paul will be here. He's known in the nightclub circuit as DJ Paul V, but now he's a writer. He's got a serious full name. So is he going to wrap the um, no the novel, or no. he's actually going to just talk? about He's actually about going it. to be here. Well, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it'll be very Looking fun. Looking forward to meeting him. And that sounds like a really fascinating project.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's the this Friday is the last day to register for the Win a Phone Call with Anne Rice competition. Absolutely. So if you haven't registered, be sure that you've signed up and signed up for the mailing list. You have to submit your email address. I know we don't know how to sell your information to anybody we else. We have no
1: fucking idea. So we're
0: not doing that. It's just going to be love notes from us and little things that we, we think that you do a lot might on like our mailing buy.
1: list. We send out our YouTube updates. We do, uh, we're going to, now that Eric's face is healed, we're right. going to do our video recap <laughs> of the show tonight again, as we've done now in the past. Now that best.
0: that cat's out of the bag.
1: Absolutely. And then we uh, we send out other fun things. And Shea Butters writes all of our newsletters, so it's not just a, you know, a directive every week in your inbox. It's actually, it has that dinner party show but style. But you're not going
0: to get weird, update your cell phone service and long-distance carrier emails because we're not
1: selling you out. We don't do that to our guests. Absolutely. I'm uh, being told of a comment on our Facebook page. Mom says that Alec was great when he could get a word in edgewise. Well, you know, I am a blabbermouth. And I am too. Yeah, so it's... You get me started on my mother's porn, I won't shut up
2: about it, how I don't want to talk hard, about it all night long.
0: It's hard work to get on our show and get anything said, but I think Alec held
1: his own, frankly. Absolutely. And we will be holding our own until this time, next Sunday night. Until then, we'll be repeating the six most recent episodes on our 24-hour free stream, so, so we're tune in. we're with you in. all the time. Absolutely, and the podcast should go up in our show archive on the site and on iTunes tomorrow, or probably Tuesday, because of the holiday. Day weekend, so. Right. You never know about those
0: things. Oh, and a very somber Memorial Day to you all. Absolutely. you. moment to be thankful for everyone who sacrificed so much so that we could be having this much fun.
1: Absolutely. In the meantime, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this has been The Dinner Party Show. Thanks.